You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of Endlight entertainment warning the episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language so listener discretion is advised it's time for trek off a two-handed kirk punch to your nuts oh my gosh welcome to trek off (laughs) (laughs) waiting for it i'm like wait i know what yeah what wait yeah, anticipation. <laughs> Wait, I want to. I want to keep. Isn't that weird? So okay, well the pops they still happen, but less. They happen. Uh, less. Okay. We are on new mics, and <laughs> so I'm like trying to go to the effort. And Peter like, and and we have picked a pack I, of pickles. Yeah, if we talk pepper. normal, then it works. But if you go, it's gonna Listen, suck. Listen, I'm having fun. Yeah, I would like our audience to do the same. Oh, wait, that's not fun for everybody. Oh, them. <laughs> hey, I think they have fun. They like Peter Piper. Oh, goodness gracious <laughs> me. Hi, welcome to Track Off. <laughs> <laughs> she would like to submit something, and then after she's done submitting, I'm going to go, welcome to Track Off, like 30 seconds in, and then we're all going to laugh, and then we're going to go back. Blah, blah, blah. And they're going to be, remember when we all like, started the episode? Oops, we I, just, I already spilled my drink. See, that's um, what happens. I have, to, I have to, uh, we have to mourn the loss of a co-host. Uh, we talked about this. <laughs> we did. Um, I'm so sad. I cried one single the, glittery tear. The buzz has gone bye bye. Um, uh, with our new mic setup, uh, hopefully the buzz will be gone forever. 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 Um, so yeah, bye bye buzz. Hey, I was listening to JR watches Star Trek for the first time the other day, and they talked about our episodes. Oh yeah. They had a conversation about it, and they talked about you specifically. Oh no. And they said, <laughs> they, they said, they said, you know, back when we used to listen, we said that their their podcast was a lot like our podcast, except that they curse. They they talk about Star Trek a lot and they curse. But lately, they don't talk about Star Trek anymore. They just sort of talk about whatever. And whenever <laughs> Justin tries to say, whenever Justin tries to say, hey, let's talk about Star Trek, Alexia goes, oh, they don't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> What that is not even true. It's kind of true. I re-listened to the episode that they're talking about, and, and that conversation does happen when when you're like you're like, no, we can just talk about whatever. <laughs> so, because everything comes back to Star Trek. Um. That being said, this episode we're just going to kind of talk about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have cool Star Trek news. Let's let's break it out first. We'll break that out first. The cool Star Trek news. So I have lots of things I want to talk about. We talked about some. Wait, other- no. We who wants to hear about Star Trek? Hold on a second. <laughs> So we talked about other stuff before the podcast started, and um, and I kept going. No, no, we'll talk in air. We'll talk in air. So the first thing, are you going to see the Hobbit? Um, I'm not sure what that has to do with Star Trek. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you in so a second. Are you going to see the Hobbit? Of course, I'm going to see the Hobbit. Hello. Are you? Do you think Have you're you going to? You think you're going to actually pon- pony up the dough to go see it in the IMAX? Um, I don't know because I want to do the like the all day thing because I'm that kind of person. But what if I could entice you to go see it in IMAX? 3d on the day it opens what could i do to entice you to do that i don't know what if i said they are going to be showing the first nine minutes of the new star trek movie? <gasps> what 
fucked. Yep. Oh my god. On oh December fifteenth. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the same way they did with Mission Impossible Four in the Dark Knight last year. They're going to be showing the first nine minutes of Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, I have to go now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. On IMAX. Before how in 3D or just an IMAX? I think it's going to be in 3D. Actually, I think the film, this film, is actually going to be in 3D. Oh my god! So IMAX 3D, nine minutes of the film. So that was my Star Trek news for you for today. What about that? I just came a little for real. That's amazing. (laughs) She needs new pants. I do. It's a good thing I was wearing, you know, this today. Sorry about your couch. Uh, if, if, <laughs> all right, so I she's wearing a skirt and 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 like black sheer leggings and and red. That I mean, it, it, it not okay. Look, it looks Pink. it looks like like someone. It looks like it was taken from like one of those trees from the Lorax. Uh, <laughs> that's that's actually kind of true. Yeah, true. <laughs> on your legs, they're like the best leg warmers ever. They're really warm, and we don't really have heat in the car, so. That's like, kind of why I did that. It was like somebody somebody beat a, a some I, I, just, I, I don't have anything. They, they don't look like anything natural. <laughs> they honestly, I mean they they, they look Yeah. It's amazing. So um the combination of that plus the green screen sweatshirt is <laughs> just That's how I roll. It's it's like bitches. Seriously, if you curled up in a ball you'd be a polka dot. It's, it's astounding. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I never thought about it like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, nine minutes, dude. Your I thoughts? Don't even, I don't even, like, I can't even, like, think straight right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, so. What do you think of the title, Star Trek Into Darkness? I don't know, man. What does it mean? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it is clearly using the word Trek as a verb. Correct. And I've always felt like they were on a Trek. Sure. So they've actually changed the word Star Trek to something else. Like it because it was Star Trek was it was a verb. And now they're going, this is a star. They're, they're, they're Star Trekking. It's it's weird. It, it, it doesn't. So is it, it was a noun before. Into Darkness is the, the subtitle like Star Trek colon Into Darkness. No. It's Star Trek Into Darkness. Star, star Trek Into Darkness. I see. Yeah. What do you think? Hmm. It seems different and at the same time. It seems kind of generic. I mean, it's I, I hate to put it that way, but it seems kind of like. I don't know. It's it's maybe I want. Do you want to hate already and it hasn't even come out? No, no, no. Oh. Let, let me hear. I don't <laughs> I don't want to hate. And clearly, like Star Trek Insurrection was like the greatest name and it blew. So, <laughs> so names don't mean a whole lot. Star Trek Nemesis was also a great name, and it blew. So it did not. And and then it. and then Star Trek had the fewest names, and it was awesome. So like I, I'm not hating on the movie, but I'm just saying the name. Yeah, it's left me a little man. I mean, I guess I'm really not focused on the name so much as the content. So. Well, for for me, I just wanted to do well. I mean that's the thing. The, the oh, reason yeah. the reason I care about the marketing is because the better it does, the more they make. So I I have a vested interest in the success of the 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 box office. Success I guess I just don't think that the the title is such a huge portion of that marketing. I feel like there's so much more there to market that the title. I is. wonder how it's going to go. I wonder if they can repeat the buzz. I wonder if like 
I wonder if it was a novelty that everybody kind of dug once and if it's going to like see a major drop off or if the new film sucked more people in and then the people who were skeptical of it saw it on DVD and stuff and then they're going to have like the Austin Powers effect where they like it does really well on DVD and therefore it actually pulls in more. I wonder which it's going to do. I feel like that second thing you said because it's I mean, I feel like I could see where maybe you wouldn't risk if it's not really your bag going out and spending the money to see it in the theater. But then like, you know, your friends have it and they're all like, dude, it's fucking awesome. And you geek out on them and then you're like, you have to fucking watch this and you give them the movie and you make them watch it, you know, like you do. And then they go, oh, wow, you're right. That shit was awesome. Yeah, but okay. But my my stepmother, for instance, who whose name is Buffy. How awesome is that? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Does uh, she kill vampires? Uh, yeah, with Xander. That's awesome. And Spike. <laughs> wait, I'm imagining. Oh, this. wait a minute. <laughs> they sent a whole new meaning. <laughs> he um, does. Spike was playing with my leggings earlier, though, so I'm just saying. So, so she saw it with my dad in the theater. Okay. What was is this her thing or not? No, her not thing? at so all. Why not did she all. happen to see it in the theater then? She was curious. Okay. Curiosity satisfied. She liked it. She will not go see the sequel in the, in the theater. Really. She liked it. She liked it fine. My dad liked it. He liked it fine. But it's not like the 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 reason he saw it. I'm going to move this mic stand over just slightly. The reason he saw it was uh was out of curiosity. They saw it because they want to see what's this new Kirk going to be like. Huh. Well, and so th- were they into the original at no, all or no? No, not really. But they 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 of course were aware of it. I mean, Every, well, sure. Everybody's aware of it. Everybody knows Shatner as Kirk. Everybody's seen. Everybody, I think, has seen five episodes of Star Trek. Really? You would assert that everybody. Not everybody, but you you know what I'm saying. That that there are a lot of people who they've caught it here and there while they were growing up. You know, they, they caught it at four in the afternoon was in reruns growing up. Nothing else was on. So they, they caught it at some point. And I think that the curiosity is the reason. They're like, let's go see what this is going to be like. And they had that question answered. And now they're they're never they're not going to go see a sequel to Star Trek. And I wonder, like the curiosity factor factor was so high. And then you heard, you know, this. They, oh, I wonder how they're going to do that. And then you hear, oh, they knocked it out of the park, which they did. Yeah. And then you go, okay, they knocked it out of the park. The next time, they can knock it out of the park again. But the people who went for the curiosity curiosity factor the first time. Now, granted, I, f- I feel like there's less people who went purely for the curiosity factor than you know that may have gone for curiosity per se but like not but then we're like oh this is really cool do you know what i'm saying yeah like i feel like there yes there will probably be a subset of people that will lose that were like okay well been there and done that and i'm you know okay i'm just really but i I'm think just they'll really be outweighed by the people that that saw it later on dvd and were like Oh my gosh, this really was awesome. Well, and the buzz the, the buzz continues. Okay, I don't know the last time, you know, certainly Star Trek Nemesis was not getting 6 months before its release. You know, right now like Star Trek footage is now the number one search on Yahoo. Wow. That was not happening with Nemesis. So, clearly they can get the buzz up. I actually Well, was, they're just starting too, you know what I mean? It's not like Yeah. What? <laughs> um what no Yahoo. Who the fuck uses Yahoo? I use Yahoo. Yahoo still has major ad advertisers, so um, I I hear the baby. Uh oh, that's because Xander is fighting. 
It's funny. <laughs> he's fighting um, vampires with. <laughs> so, with uh, so I mean, I don't. I just don't know if they're going to be able to repeat the curiosity factor. Now, again, I don't know. I'm not even in the demo anymore. You know that that the Star Trek fans, they're just calling like. Star Trek Nemesis showed what Star Trek fans will go do. Star Trek fans will go spend about, you know, 40 to 50 million dollars in the in the theaters. So so that's what Star Trek fans are good for. So the question is, the new fans of the new group, the kids who are going to see it you know, on their summer break, are they going to go? Especially when it's opening against something else. And I don't know what it's open. I think that's going to be a big factor too. what's it opening against. Like, can it own its weekend? Or, I think so. I think it's. I think it's got what it takes. Well, I mean, I'm. 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 Inter- I'm glad they're making another one. Hell yeah. I'm interested to see if they can keep it up. I'm like, I they w- need to. I mean, because I need to be in one, so they have to make more. Well, ultimately, Just for me, so we're all clear. Ultimately, for me, <laughs> I, I like the movies. I don't care that much about the. I mean, I, I really enjoy them, but for me, it's about getting enough interest to garner a series. Star Trek is not a theatrical thing for me as much the the series the movies are never as good as the series. You know, they I just think they're different. Like I don't I don't see one as being like particularly better than the other. I like I what I like about I feel like the movies don't have time to be introspective. I feel like even Star Trek 2 and The Undiscovered Country which were kind of introspective like sort of their whole bag actually. Um I don't know that that's true. Well, I mean Star Star Trek Two is is like spends about thirty minutes being introspective, and then, and Star Trek Six, you know, is all polit. It's all big. I like the small stuff, and I like getting to know the cast. And the no, crew. I like that too. And I, I can't and tell I you anything about Sulu. I can't see any tell you anything about this new Sulu, what he's like, other than he can do ninja moves, and the new Scotty. I can tell you a little about him, but I can't like see his dramatic underpinnings. And the new Chekhov, he's frantic. I get that. But I right now everybody except Kirk and Spock are archetypes for me, so like it's, I I want I want a series where I can get to know like Chekhov and Sulu and maybe not even them like people in another crew. But like one of the things I and you know I love DS Nine so much. One of the things I loved is that like by the time that show was done, I felt like even down to people like Rom, like I knew everybody. And yeah. right now in in the Star Trek movies right now I feel like. The, the old Star Trek movies, I had the benefit of kind of knowing Chekhov and knowing Sulu. and uh, like. But I feel like even if you didn't, if all you watched was the movies, I feel like you, you still had a sense by the end of the, of the series of movies of, who, of kind of who they were. Maybe okay. not to the same extent, like, but like for instance, like a, 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 good, um, a, a good way of putting it, like I watched, for instance, Serenity before I watched Firefly. Yeah. And... I absolutely felt like I knew those characters after watching Serenity and I just had so much more enjoyment going back and watching Firefly and getting all the nuance that slowly sort of reveals them to be who they are. And so, granted, I love Serenity. It's in my top five favorite films, but but more than I want more Serenity, I want more Firefly. I mean, agreed. I see what you're saying. And that's I'm my, just, and that's but I'm my saying point, I think that- you can get that. I think you can communicate those characters in a shorter period of time, if you if you are good at yeah, well, I mean, I, storytelling. what I what I want to have happen is, and I don't understand why it hasn't happened. Uh, I want sci-fi to do a Star Trek series, like like they did it with Battlestar. They got it 
to work. You know, they would as much as they so people want to shit on sci fi for their shitty movies. But the fact is they just buy those movies. Those movies are made by the asylum and then they buy them cheap. So the sci-fi original movies, oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of them are not actually original sci-fi. And I don't movies. think all of them are bad, to be clear. Many, most of them are bad. But they can also be like Battlestar. They can, like, you can, they will take the time. I want, I want that or I want, like, AMC, the people who are doing Walking Dead. You know, I want mm-hmm. people, I don't want it on CBS. I don't want it to be big budgeted and, 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 you know, and appealing to the broadest possible base. I want to appeal to a less broad base Maybe make it a little lower budget and give me something that'll be five years, a five year character piece. You know, I would love that. I would love to have to really have the Star Trek universe expanded more than, you know, I care more about the hundred hours we could get than the next two hours every five years. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that would be better. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to debate that with you. Be like, oh, no, the movies are fine. We don't need a series. But of course, I mean, of course, I we'll want a series. But like, I'll settle for the movies doing well and getting and continuing to be made. You know what I mean? Like I would love it if it equals series, but I, so let's, let's segue into something else. Another rumor, another Star Trek rumor I heard is that there's actually getting some, some traction behind and it's tentatively called Star Trek Captain Worf. What? That Michael Dorn is actually pursuing a next gen era series with Worf as captain. Whoa. Yeah. That's Can I heavy. be the first to go? Not interested. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I'm not. Like, yeah, sure. If that, And like, I love Worf. Yeah. Let me, let but... me be clear. If it's a new Star Trek series, then yes, I'm interested. Oh, I mean, but... I'm going to watch it no matter what it was, but like. But it and, doesn't get me and excited. It and it wouldn't be ca- called Captain Worf. It would be a well, show with Worf not, as captain. But... but I just don't. I don't think that's where Worf should be. No, it doesn't I don't occur want to me as a, as a good place for him. Worf is a foil, not a, you know, he is, he is not that. Yeah, he's not so, captain guy. Like, like I just, he's, I want Worf flawed and the captain can't, can't be, be that no. flawed. Not like that, no. Yeah, not in that way. Um, Although, so, <laughs> somewhat off topic, but not really. Okay. So I was having this, this thought. I'm not sure why. Uh-oh. Um, you know. <laughs> I gotta be like that. You just can't set me up like that. <laughs> now I feel like I'm going to fail to deliver. It's not going to be that wacky. Um, I was on my period and what? Well, of course, you know, because I'm a woman. So it has to start with I was bleeding from my vagina. Um, <laughs> me so- too. <laughs> You're standing in your vagina. I just um, don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I was, I was thinking imitation, about... About Klingons in particular. In your vagina. In my vagina. Uh, In that they cling on. They cling on to my badge. Wow. Um, That's a really interesting image. Right now. Um, It it almost sounds like like, if you repronounce it like a Klingon ship. (laughs) We are from the the, the U.S. vagina. (laughs) 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 Actually, more more of it would be like the U.S. menstrual. 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 <laughs> wow. Go on. So, yeah. as I was saying, um, I so I had this thought, like, uh, particularly about Klingons, because you, you meet Alexander, right? Sure. But, like, he's already, like, a grown-ass kid. 
Well, it depends. It depends on when you meet him. When you first meet him, he's three. The, then suddenly he's five. And then right, five like years later, very then, quickly. Then five years later, he's 18. But here's the thing, right? Even even at, even along those lines, like every stage you see him at, I never feel like he's like one of the, and I realize he's not a full-blown Klingon, right? Like he's got yeah. some human in him. <laughs> he's got a little human in him. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so dirty. Wah, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> Um, but like when you see him as a kid, like he's not, he's not all cut on, you know? So like, I wonder like, what does baby, not even like infant, like what does baby Klingon look like? Like, and I don't just mean putting a forehead piece on a fucking baby. Like, I mean, what would that, like, how would that manifest? Like, I realize I don't have kids, so you do. That's kind of what, what got me thinking about it. Like, I would, I, I'm curious what your thoughts on that would be. Like, what would, would Klingon be- baby be like? Would it, would Klingon baby just cry more? Would Klingon baby, like, break its crib? Like, would Klingon baby throw its toys at you? Like, what would Klingon baby do? I think it would be like a, an agitated baby. Yeah. Uh, be like, a, like, a, like those screaming babies here. Rah! You know, you know. <laughs> And they would bonk on the forehead. I mean, I think that it's that would know. just be like weird well, there's, violent there, baby. <laughs> no, there are a series of baby behaviors that babies bonk you in the face. I mean, it's something that they do, but they do it occasionally. Klingon babies, you know, I think they're babies throw temper tantrums pretty damned early. But I think that with Klingon, be, but it's like 90 percent of the time they cry and then 10 percent of the time it's temper tantrums. I think with Klingon babies would be the other other way around. I think that babies cry. Human babies cry to communicate maybe Klingon babies would scream mm-hmm. to communicate you know everything it would just you know Klingons are just like really a lot of the times like either they're like samurai right or they're just like assholes <laughs> <laughs> right that's what I'm saying so just like, asshole babies <laughs> just asshole babies <laughs> <laughs> like really <laughs> it's like like Klingons are the drunk guy in the bar <laughs> <laughs> Right, and they're either the happy drunk guy in the bar or they're the asshole yeah. in the bar. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it depends. It, it, Klingons are always sort of whatever the story needs them to be, and that's and that's both the great and bad thing about Klingon. I was I rewatched the Trouble Tribbles the other day. Yeah, and man, the Klingons that episode, and and those are the same Klingons that come back in DS Nine as the old Klingons, but the Klingons and the they're just shitty. <laughs> just I don't shitty. know if we should haul it away as I'm like what the f-? like like really it's pretty terrible it's, <laughs> you know now so the funny thing is is that the Klingons were super popular then like it was like those Klingons were popular yeah but nobody thinks of those Klingons when you think of Klingons no not anymore. I don't think you, like not even me. And I and you know I love the original series. Like that's, you know, my thing. But no, I think of Worf. I wonder. I, I wonder what the new, what the Abrams Klingons are going to look like. You think there's going to be Klingons in this one? I do. Hmm. And I think that he's he's got a new makeup design in mind. Oh, see now I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I hope it's not like. Before we completely go off on that tangent, yeah, because I was talking about babies, and I think I had babies on the brain, because um, that sounds really strange, huh? I just wonder if there's like a big announcement coming. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Oh god, not that though. Whoa. Oh yeah. Slow the fuck down. That's crazy talk. 
<laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that would be like ridiculous. <laughs> that would be like alternate universe. It would have to be an alternate like reality. What if they found the other alter? I spilled my thing. I'm, I'm sober too. What if they found the <laughs> like another alter alternate universe where like instead of every like everyone is like an evil or more aggressive version of themselves? Like it's just a, the 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 pansy ass. Everybody's a pansy version of themselves. <laughs> like like Captain Picard's like like oh well. You know, make it so if you want or uh, or not, you, you know, know, whatever, whatever. It's all it's, good. It's OK. <laughs> it's like the hippie version of everybody. Yeah, like everybody's yeah, stoned kind of yeah. like yeah. like, you know, let's go. Let's go explore or not. You know, you know. hey, can we can we go a little faster? I mean, only if it's not they don't have ships trouble. like really, really <laughs> that that show. Like if we do that alternate universe is just like them. hanging. it's a sitcom because they're all hanging out and they're Like it's 24th century, but it looks just like the 20th century because they're like <laughs> they're hanging out on the nothing. couch. They haven't done anything. They <laughs> stalled out because they're just like chilling. <laughs> yeah. It's just arrested development right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have news. It's just not about me. I right, go on. My um, my really good friend, Cindy. Uh, is got induced this morning is having twins. Yay! And it's totally awesome, and I'm super excited for it because did I, you just do a shout out like on our show? I did. I did. Wow! I have been entrusted with their trek education. Have you? I have the trekication. Yes, their trekication. That's exactly what I called it too. Wow! <laughs> and this right here is why we're actually friends. Uh. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, so I was like, oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm super jazzed. I, uh, you know, I, I had Liam when I shouldn't name my kids by name, but I guess it's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> I let one of my kids, uh, like watch DS9 with me, like when he was like four, mm-hmm. just sort of on in the background. I'd skip past the more violent episodes, like the Siege of AR, whatever it is, where Nog loses his leg and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm spoilery today. I apologize. Someone's going through it for the first time. So you're fucking it up. Sorry. Um, but like I skipped through that stuff. Um, but like he sort of forgot it. He knows, remembers a changeling. He knows who Worf is. He remembers who data is, but in general, like, like he now sees Star Trek as that's the thing my dad likes. Really? And I'm wondering, I might wait till he's like, you know, eight or nine. And I don't even know where to start. I feel like, I'm glad they did Star Trek Remastered, so at least the effects are not so dated. Mm-hmm. But I still wonder if the aesthetic is going to be too dated for for what his, like for th- what he grew up on. I'm wondering if even next gen. Or- so I heard somebody. Mm-hmm. There's there's this moment, um, and they were talking about it on again. Jerry, watch. I I hate to shout out another podcast, but they're cool. Um, I don't know, man. They were they was hating on me. No, they're they're they just think we're funny. That's all. They listen, but it shows they listen. So, um, they uh, there's there's when Worf and Dax are going on talking about what their honeymoon is going to be. Um, he she talks about his sense of humor, and he goes on the Enterprise. I on the Enterprise, I I was considered to be quite humorous, mm-hmm. and and Dax responds with, "Wow, that must have been one dull ship." <laughs> um, after watching DS9, I got to admit, you know, how I said I don't really watch a lot of Next Gen anymore because it really is. It is a lot more, you know, stagnant in its episodes. I don't know if we could call it dull or stagnant I'm not, because it's not No, DS9. I'm not saying it's dull, but I'm saying it's stagnant. I'm saying that, like, it's very much the ship shows up in a planet 
or somewhere or has it, a mission it comes it, in like it stops it stays in one place they do some stuff they have some conversations if there's another ship another ship shows up and it stops and then they talk and well i mean what would you have them do do what they do in ds9 <laughs> which is what People come to the station and they stop there yeah, but instead of going someplace. I mean, how is that any different? I and I I think that there's just a there's a different pacing. I feel like like next gen is that's because you just have so much it. love for the DS9. Not that I'm judging, like it's fine, but like objectively, they're not so dissimilar. It's I, not like you know because it's so episodic in nature and you know. Yeah, DS9 I guess, kind of evolves and tells more of a story over a longer period of time. Like, I don't... I guess that's true. The bottle shows... A, a bottle show is when they... A show that was just on the station. But the bottle shows on DS9 always felt like they had more weight than the bottle shows on Next Gen because the Next Gen shows could not connect to the other big shows. So a bottle show on DS9 is all leading up to something, whereas a bottle show on, on Next Gen is Picard's a kid this episode and they're running around the ship. You or... Know. There's the one where it's like they obviously uh, needed to get an episode out, and so they had a bunch of footage. So Riker gets sick. Shades of Grey. What we, okay, <laughs> and he has to go through. I don't. I know. We'll give him bad memories. We'll start with good memories. Oh no, that makes it grow worst, faster. Worst episode <laughs> of Star Trek. The worst episode of Star Trek is that one. So I don't. I don't want to hold that against it because the worst episode. Would you really say that? I, yeah. mean, I don't know. It's pretty bad, but nothing happens. I mean, really, if if you he seen, almost dies. <laughs> There's, How I, dare you say that? I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen the. In the I don't know if you ever saw the Clerks cartoon. No. Um, in the second episode of the Clerks cartoon, they have a flashback episode. Ah! <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. That's phenomenal. I love it like, because it was just. It's. I guess what I'm saying is like I was. I recently. I guess not that recently, but when I watched that episode <laughs> with Mr. A, it was like I was like, okay, baby. So this is the episode. <laughs> Where they just needed to put out an episode, and uh, so they got about ten minutes of of actual footage, and then they spliced together a well, very loose plot yeah. to enable them to somehow make things life or death by using memories. Yeah. Well, and, and look, look, and and the original series had Spock's brain, and and <laughs> and you know DS Nine had Move Along Home, oh my and goodness. Voyager had like most eight, of their episodes, but but speci- <laughs> but specifically the one where Chakotay is is fighting is boxing the is alien boxing in his brain. Um, you know, Enterprise had a night in sick bay. That yep. one was better. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like to be honest, like seriously, like speaking completely objectively, um, the point at which that happens in Next Gen, yeah, you have such a grasp of who the characters are by that point like you're much more involved with who they are and and all their intricacies by that point i feel like the ones who are involved anyway i mean because you're talking about it's, it's pretty much you know number one and i mean no, jordy's had a big episode by then and wesley's no, 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 had no, no, no. i'm saying in this episode what i'm saying is like by this point right like the people who are affected in the episode oh yeah you know a lot about them because yeah. it's Riker and Troy primarily. Sure. Like Pulaski's there, but she's not important. You're not learning anything about her. I think A Night in Sigbay was season two of Enterprise as well. Right, but I feel like you knew less about those characters by season two. It was a shitty show. Don't fucking start with that shit. <laughs> so I feel like you got from A Night in Sigbay, you got more character work out of it 
than you did out of that episode because it wasn't just a series of flashbacks. It wasn't just, hey, here's a bunch of shit you saw in season one. You know what I mean? So, like, you actually, while it may not have been exciting and fights and shit happening, like, I feel like there was actual character development that went on in that episode that you got to see. I don't feel like the characters developed. I think that's a problem I had with the show. Yeah, backstory development maybe, sort of. But I, I feel like... I feel like you learned about Archer. Like, about the things that I drive feel like, him a little I more. feel like outside of, of Trip getting more interesting... He's always getting interesting. And to Paul looking more and more like a heroin addict. <laughs> um, and, and Archer going from nice guy to, like, asshole back to nice guy. Because that's what happens to Archer. Archer's like... I would not call his arc that. There is a lot of that. There's a okay. That his, is not an accurate description of his oh arc yes. in that fucking show. His arc was the loss of innocence, and then in season. But four, that doesn't make him an asshole. All right, he got. He was kind of assholey. I'll give you that. Maybe it went from you know a place of 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 wonder and joy and sort of childlike naivety, perhaps to bitter, you know. And I think that's a big problem with enterprises because Scott Bakula, I don't think, can pull off the bitter thing. I disagree. I I bought him. I didn't. I didn't buy. I. But here's the thing. I think they course corrected in season four, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 you're a nice captain guy again." I no, see. I, I. I. What I object to is your use of the word nice and and mean because that I don't think is accurate. Like embittered, um, angry, um, disillusioned. Sure, like that stuff. I Except feel like he is was accurate. not those things anymore in season four. No, but but I feel like his arc looked more like. Uh, the world is a beautiful place. We're going into space. Yeah, this is awesome. To fuck, space is evil and bad, and people will kill you, and it's fucked up. To okay, so really, yes, bad shit happens in space. But I've come back around to recapture some of the joy I had and the exploration that is still also out there. See, and like I, that's the arc that I saw because, and and yes, they might have been capitalizing on the fact that that's what we would want to see from Bakula. Like, he's good at that. Like, well, I'll I, buy him having those moments of of being upset and feeling angry at the world, but I don't buy him to sustain it. He's not broody guy. So... See, here's 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 my... And I don't think Bakula's a bad, a bad actor, but I don't think... No, he, I just don't like to see him brood. It's not like some dudes it works on, you know? I also don't see him as 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 commanding, but... Well, that, there I disagree with but you. But that wasn't what Archer... What Archer wanted to be everybody's buddy. But it doesn't mean that he wasn't commandy. I, I, just, I don't see how those two things are mutually exclusive. I, I mean, I, I will always feel, unfortunately, like Scott Bakula was stunt casting. Like, it was like, hey, sci-fi fans, you liked Quantum Leap. Here's Quantum Leap guy. And here's the thing. I think Bakula is certainly a probably a better actor than Brooks, but not a better captain. I think he's definitely a better actor than Janeway, but not like, I don't want to say... Not a better cat. Archer was a better captain, but I don't think that he. I don't think he as an actor pulled it off as much. I just think that he is a different. He's a different guy. He's an everyman. I think, and that's why I, I don't so, see why I, because he's an everyman guy. That means he can't be because a captain guy. should not be every man. But that's okay. Look, but we've, see, maybe we've this, this is a difference between you and I. Like, I would rather follow a dude that I can relate to on some level than somebody who is so far removed from me and I'm just to, to accept that he's the guy. Well, maybe this is why, as much as Kirk is not my favorite captain, maybe this is why Kirk is the most liked captain because I absolutely disagree with what you're saying about Archer. I don't think it should be that, but you think it should. Kirk 
had the attributes that Picard had being he can be commandy yeah absolutely in ways that Picard can and Archer cannot and he can be relatable in ways that in ways that Picard, Picard cannot wasn't. but Archer could be yeah so maybe that's why while I don't like him the most maybe that's why he is sort of while not any but while not everybody's number one choice he's always in the top two yeah you know it's it's what? Oh wow! Someone's <laughs> quoting Weird Al Yankovic at me. Wow. Nice. Well done. Yeah, I definitely. That's what I liked about Kirk. He had that balance where it was like relatable guy. You didn't feel like he was completely removed, and and but at the same time, when he fucking told you to do some shit, you fucking did it. Yeah, you know? I think I here's the thing. I think that when when Archer is throwing a guy in an airlock and about to put the circumstance is certainly interesting or when he's getting angry, when he's losing his temper or when, you know, when even in the mirror universe episodes, he, you don't believe him. I don't believe him. I don't believe him at that's all because he has such a lovely Scott Bakula face. Well, and the, and that's that, not fair. And that's the you thing. Can't, you can't not believe him for that. That's no, but fair. but I but he I acted it just fine. I in general believed even if he was crazy and he was crazy a lot, Brooks. I always believed Picard, who managed to pull off, you know, absolutely fuddy-duddy first season Picard, I hate everybody, to, <laughs> to you know, end of the series Picard, where I really should have, like, a much softer, you know, and relatable. And, you know, even when he's in Nemesis, which I think is a betrayal of the character going, have you thought about it's going to affect me? You know, very, very kind of silly. He's silly Picard in... Uh. I'm going to drive a doom buggy, Picard. <laughs> uh, here's the thing that I find frustrating yeah. about what you're saying right now. Yeah, I, being but, an actor yourself, yeah. like realizing, like being unable in this particular moment to realize yeah. that like what's happening here isn't a question of, of Bakula not being a good enough actor or not being as good as Picard. Being miscast is what I'm saying. Okay, so you're saying that because of his, his look... His vibe, his type, his ability too. No, his, not his ability. That's no, where I disagree thing. with right, you. Listen. Like I might, I might possibly in some other outside realm allow that he's miscast because he has that that quality about Here's him. Here's the thing: I but, say ability, and ability is not the same thing as talent. When I say ability, you can be a great athlete and not be a wonderful weightlifter. You you can be a great musician, but not not necessarily be the best. Like there there are. You know, jazz, j- jazz, you know, guitarists who can't turn around and do Eddie Van Halen. There are Ben Folds can't read music. You know, I mean, there are there are, and that he's still an amazing musician. There are like I'm not saying he's a bad actor by any stretch. Scott Bakula is amazing. And Quantum Leap, he was amazing. I think I never understood why he didn't have a bigger career. I think Scott Bakula is amazing. But he's I shit. But I don't think that he has the ability to play that see that's what i was like i feel like i or play I, it well i don't hold against him i don't hold it against him either his look or his not his look his type whatever it may be what i'm saying is is i buy into what he's putting out emotionally and i feel like he had that ability now whether or not you or or even the general public honestly like because most people can't do this like you're you're being influenced by that I don't stuff wanna, whether you choose to or not i don't want and that to don't think, i don't think that speaks to his i don't ability. want to confuse the words talent and ability i'm not talking about t- you're saying he's 
he doesn't have the ability to play something outside his type. That's no, the no, 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 no. I'm saying that he doesn't have the ability to play this particular thing outside outside his type. I'm well, not I saying disagree. he couldn't. I'm not saying he couldn't play outside his type, but I'm saying that that this is something that he doesn't do well. Or, I disagree. Or, or when he least, when he was doing those scenes, I didn't I didn't in any moment not believe him. I wasn't like I did. I mean, I felt, yeah, I felt, but he wouldn't he wouldn't do that thing with the with the airlock. I mean, it's got Bakula. No, like, I, no, you know it wasn't I mean? that at all. Is it when he he tried to do the mean voice and the you know when he banged the wall and you know I just I didn't buy it. I just I didn't buy into it. I thought I felt that it seemed forced. I I felt like it was not. I didn't believe that his character. I felt like he was doing it because he was given the the stage direction to do it. Like I just didn't, you didn't feel the motivation. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't buy into it emotionally at all. And I and then we're talking like, and I'm, I believed Captain Picard beating up Klingons. I believed. <laughs> uh, I believed a fifty year old bald man. <laughs> you know. You know British British French guy. British French. Uh, you know, <laughs> what would you say that was French? <laughs> be, beating up, be, like I believed it when he did that. So it's not about playing against type. Certainly, Patrick Stewart was never designed by type to be an action hero. But when in Insurrection, you know, rather in First Contact, when he's like swinging like Errol Flynn, and and you know, <laughs> I be, I I believed him. I believed him in there. I didn't believe, you know, and I think the I think what it comes down to is that. Scott Bakula, the one thing that Scott Bakula is not really that both Brooks and Shatner and and uh, Stewart were is a Shakespearean actor. OK, there I think there is a certain level of of grandioseness that that a Starfleet captain requires. And I think that having the Shakespearean training I think that 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 it it what gave them the something that you know I I honestly don't know if Chris Pine I I I want to see what happens when Chris Pine has to be the captain. He hasn't had to be the captain yet. You know, even even in the new Star Trek, he had to sit back and and seem unsure. So, you know where I believed Chris Pine the least in the last Star Trek movie? Is when he did his Shatner, which I laughed when he's like, I loved it. He, I, I, I I loved it too, but a movie of that, I'm not sure. Now maybe he'll pull it off. Maybe he'll go in and be like, you know, certainly cast him as Jack Ryan too, and if he can pull off Jack Ryan, who is also a very commanding figure, maybe he'll be able to do it. I hope that when they auditioned him, they didn't just audition him for the Kirk in the first film, but they thought about okay, when Kirk has to totally come into his own and not be unsure. Here's how he is. Can he pull off the bravado in the same amount of way without the smirk? So I, I'm interested to see if he can do it, but I, I don't think that, that it played to Bacula's strengths at all. Mr. A. Um, I, I don't just come on, come on, just okay. no, come on up. There we go. So I just wanted to chime in on the whole Archer Bacula conversation. Um, I think it's worth pointing out that he was the first Starfleet captain. Right? Yep. The first ever. Right? So whether or not you agree with him as an actor, it's worth pointing out that story-wise, there had there was no precursor, there was no manual for what he was doing. 
So maybe um, it's a choice. So I mean, it could have been a choice by the writers. It could have been a, a you know. I, I mean? agree. I agree. And, and maybe you don't agree with that as a choice, but I think you know, putting it all on Bakula's shoulders, the guy's got chops as an actor. And I think, I mean, I, I was compelled by all four seasons of the show um, as a, a first-time Trek watcher. So yes, but you are an LSD. <laughs> not, n- I mean, not for all four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to. I, I think that's a very good point. Like I, th- I think that they made a lot of choices based on that, and I feel like honestly, I do feel like Bakula chimed in on that stuff because it, when they were talking to him in the in that documentary, when the the captains, you know, he talked about how he didn't want to just do another Star Trek. He was like, I wanted, I wanted to explore the beginnings, and I feel like that's kind of part of it. That not having the mold set yet, not knowing what command looks like in that environment yet. I like that. I find that compelling. I Conceptually, yeah, I guess I agree with you. I just think that execution, for whatever reason, I think there are strengths you play to. I think that specifically with Stuart, they were so fucking careful, and I think they weren't very careful with Enterprise. And that's a big thing. I think that when they knew that they were bringing about Star Trek, they were careful about it. And I feel like with Enterprise, they were kind of like, we're the Star Trek machine. We can make more Star Trek. More Star Trek. is." And I, I mean, think, I do think there were some serious missteps. And I think. Like and, into Paul, to be clear. But and like. I, and and I, th- I, I mean, maybe, you know, there should have been. Again, I don't think Bakula would have done this that well either. But I think that like if there had been a kind of a happy go lucky, you know. Like, I, I don't know, like a Kirk. Going out there like, let's just go see what we find, man. Let's just. Let's. I feel like he was kind of like that, though, when they started out. I, but it I, was maybe a little bit more wonder. And I feel like Kirk was a little bit more, let's fucking take this shit Yeah, off. Kirk was brash. And I felt right, like. But, he's, but that's the thing. I don't, I, I don't think they meant for him to be brash. And I liked the idea of, because I can totally relate to this. Like, if I was able to go into space and, like, be the vehicle that represents our entire planet going out there and exploring and meeting other fucking races on other planets like I would be exactly like that guy (laughs) like that is exactly how I would feel I would be so like oh my gosh let's let's take her out like this is gonna be so great and like when we meet new people we're hi we are from the planet earth this is our ship (laughs) like I would totally be like that so I can completely relate to that idea and that's why I I agree with the choice like I liked it it was like absolutely our first time out in space like getting to win that command it would have to be that guy it would have to be that guy that's so passionate about it that's so jazzed like brash guy wouldn't be that way brash guy wouldn't want it as much wasn't there wasn't there an episode yeah there was brash guy in fact in another episode there was brash guy I don't remember what his name was but he didn't get it because he was just brash guy he didn't have that extra something that makes you go the, the the distance, that makes you work that much harder because you really fucking want it. And the person who really fucking wants it is going to be that in love with the idea of what they're doing that there's going to be a little bit of, you know, just thinking it's going to be awesome when you get out there and then, like, all of a sudden you're like, fuck, we've met, like, people and, like, most of them are just trying to kill us. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and getting embittered by that. Like, kind of having that wake-up call. And my, my issue is just that, like, one, I don't, I didn't enjoy following that. I did, maybe it's the writer's fault. 
I don't want to put I even the the word fault. Look, that they, they were trying and Brandon Braga should have quit the show. He was tired. It was he had done enough. He was out of fresh ideas. He had used up his wellspring of Star Trek ideas <laughs> over the course of of hundreds of episodes. You know, it was but I felt I still don't I still didn't buy him as that archer and and it seemed his archer seemed to change from episode to episode and it, it like clearly sh- the show was lost a lot of the time it always seemed to be grasping at straws like let's try this it seemed like there was a lot of let's try this no let's no i mean earth gets attacked and we're gonna fight the zindi no what i mean is we're gonna have four episode mini arcs i mean it's like it they, they kept trying to retool the show to get maybe a little more sex no a little more reference to no it's just called enterprise no actually what we mean is that it's star trek enterprise no leave the shitty song no 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 we're gonna do the shitty song with shitty guitars you know it's just like it seemed like <laughs> like from the- i do think that you're right there was a I, I i do think there was an element of we're gonna pop you know on another star trek show and it's gonna be awesome because people love star trek right and then like they what i think where i think they they most fatally misstepped is in not embracing Star like Star Trek and the Star Trek ideals and trying too hard to go, what are the tropes that are working in television in general? Like that is the single biggest misstep I think they made. I will I will I will disagree with you and say this. I think the single bit misstep biggest misstep they made is when they put the show. Really? I think that having the very first it's not the very first anything. It's just the very first warp four ship. That's all it is. It's not the first warp ship. It's not the first starship. It's not the first humans in space. It's not the first ship once the Federation's there. It's Earth's biggest ship at the time that it's... It's their first ship that's able to actually go explore. I mean, and I, I felt like, you know, like, I feel like before that, I felt they like may they, have had the ability to get out in space, but I feel like it was like, let's say well, right I, now we can get out in space, but we can't like, we can't I, go very far. I feel like they wrote themselves into a corner. I felt like there is no, it's a show that's supposed to be based on look at the wonder, but there is no wonder in that show because there is no wonder for us, the audience, because it's not new for us. So when he's meeting Klingons for the first time and he's going, ooh, Klingons, we're going, yeah, Klingons. When he's meeting the Borg, it's a great episode. I think it's the best episode of Enterprise, but it is another Borg episode. When they're discovering a new technology going, here's the transport. Ooh, we're scared of the transporter. We all kind of know ah, the transporter works out. You know. Well, so I don't, but I guess I don't see a problem with that. Like I, I'm able to vicariously, like I feel like the, the actors are are the ones who are are selling us on that. Like we're, I don't li- think that, we're living vicariously through them experiencing it for the first time. And I felt that way. I I mean, and I'm glad you, I, look, I, I, I wish I could watch shows the way you do. I mean, I you, I know you love to call me a hater. I wish that I could, <laughs> I mean, you, you just sort of blindly accept stuff, except for Voyager. And, <laughs> That's because um, it's shit. <laughs> um, but like, I sort of felt like they, they, you know, move us forward. I would have loved to have Star Trek the next, next generation. Because they, what you did with Enterprise is, one, you had a guy who was different than all the other Star Trek captains, putting forth a different attitude than all the other Star Trek captains that some people were not going to buy because he's an everyman. And people, a lot of people don't want just the everyman. Then you're taking a show and you're setting it 
in a time where it is constrained by the rules of Star Trek. At least J.J. Abrams said, fuck the rules of Star Trek. I'm going to destroy the, the universe. I can do whatever I want. If I want to kill a main character, I can. If I want to say, if I want to destroy Vulcan, I can. If I, if, whatever I want to do, I can do. And they're, you know, the, in this show it was, well, they met the Ferengi, but they can't remember meeting the Ferengi because yeah, they because hadn't they met meet the, the Ferengi, Ferengi until next then. gen. Yeah. And they, you know, like, so they're in a, they're in a corner. None of it seemed, you know, none of it seemed like the, how fucking if we had never met the Romulans ever before and they had done the the ships that are just attacking you and you don't know why and you don't know what they are and it's just why are they doing like and they had done the Romulan war and you didn't know because you had never seen any Star Trek before maybe that would have been cool but as a Star Trek me- person you know oh those are just the Romulans and in fact you know they're related to the Vulcans and you know like if you moved us forward a hundred years and didn't constrain you at all and go write whatever you want to fucking write play with the universe and, and i feel like that's why if they if they had said hey it's a hundred years later and the vulcans are our worst enemies and the romulans are our friends and the klingons we haven't heard from them in 60 years and the ferengi are running the federation and like just mix up what we have and then move us out of our galaxy just just make our galaxy small and go we can now jump galaxies and you know, and and expand our knowledge of what it is. Have some, you know, some technology that really seems new. That was one of the things I loved about Star Trek is there was always new technology. Well, there's no new tech. No, I know, there's and a, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm and to be clear, I certainly would want to watch that fucking show too. Like, I guess I I have enough nostalgia and love to enjoy seeing the beginnings, like to not see prequel as like well there's nothing interesting there because i see the story but for a hundred episodes and how did we get to this place but for a for hundred episodes it stopped seeming like how did we get to this place and it's just started seeming like oh they got captured again because they felt like they were in a hole they were like well there are only so many stories that we can tell about how we get to this place and eventually they just invent this indie this thing we've this major attack on earth we've never heard about <laughs> you know and they like it just seemed it seemed like but that's they, the thing. Like, why would you have like that? I, I'm actually OK with because there's all kinds of 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 major wars. And like, that doesn't mean we'd have to hear about every single but one. But we'd them never heard of the Zindi before ever. We never heard of them. They probably reference the Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor on Star Trek somewhere, but they don't refer, they don't reference the Zindi like ever. Florida so, I mean, I guess I guess the, I guess my point is, is that is that. They, they they allowed themselves to be too late. They they made a series of bad choices. I think casting him as Archer or maybe just having the character of Archer, like I would have liked him in another context. Um, honestly, you know what I would love to see a Shakespearean actor with a character and with Scott Bakula playing Archer as the Doctor, as a Doctor on a show. The guy who is or the science officer, the wide-eyed science officer to the older, more gristled captain. You know, that would have been an int- the same guy, si- Officer Archer, mm-hmm. Commander Archer, First Officer Archer to a more cynical commander. And then you relate to Archer and Archer becomes the fan favorite. Archer becomes the data of the show because Archer is Archer is the eyes of wonder that gets everybody else to feel the eyes of wonder. I don't feel like Archer's wonder caught on to anybody. I don't feel like anybody felt his wonder. I agree. Uh, no, I mean uh, the crew. I know what you mean. I don't feel like anybody was down. I, th- I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't feel like Paul felt it. 
Hoshi didn't. Hoshi, Hoshi didn't want to be there. It. Trip was just like whatever. I, I like everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's Tucker. And Malcolm was too yeah. busy being Malcolm. And Mayweather was terrible. Although he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. He's a good guy. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like like no one caught on. I never I felt like Cisco's crew was Cisco's crew. Like they they really believed in him. And I feel like Picard's crew really believed in him. I yeah, and like, I feel like yes, even Jane's way Janeway's crew, even though they disagreed with her from time to time, you felt her her presence in everybody. Listen, seven seven you just crossed the line. Well, I don't. That I don't, is very <laughs> interesting, Jane. What you just came up with. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Eric Cartman as Jane. Listen, listen, yeah, seven nine. You crossed the line. You can speak me. We speak my authority. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. I you know what? I would love to see a I mean, even with these revival movies, which are fantastic yeah. and it's like a completely different universe so they can just he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I would love to see that show you were talking about, honestly. Well I, the a show set in the future. What I would like to see is it be a female captain, not a la Janeway. Like I would like to see it be a female captain, and she just she just happens to be female. Like I would, I like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't like this idea of if we have a female captain. All right, yeah. Well, well then that means she must be like this. She must be feminine, and then she's got to wear dresses sometimes when she's on her off time because that's what she wants to do in the holla suite, and you know that sort of thing. I'd like her to just be not relevant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like well, I, don't I know even, I want I want her to actually be, but like she should also be a woman. I actually think that the problem with Janeway is sometimes they're like trying to make her feminine and most of the time she's just masculine. I never but I'm fo- saying I don't want her to be masculine. That's what I'm saying. I want it to not be a, I want it to not be an issue. Have her be I a three-dimensional character and yes. we'll, and we'll dig it. I mean that's the thing. It's what yeah. it comes down to. A three-dimensional woman. I just want her to be a person. Like I don't want it to be relevant that she have that she's a woman. Like I'm saying like I feel like a lot of times and specifically in sci-fi and things like that, which I find a little bit frustrating or you know or in action movies and stuff like that, like they when they have a woman, there's like two ways they can go with it. Like they make her really ultra feminine and she's like vulnerable or they make her like super sexed up and she's a woman but she's cool. Like I would like to see it just be that be she's like, a woman. Have her be like Buffy. You know, I want a captain who cries. You know, I mean, I do too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. If she's a woman, if she's a woman, have her cry. But you know what? You know how you have her cry? Have her actually break down because women break down. That you know, that's that's a the the woman's default is to cry. The man's default is to yell and punch something. You know, but they can. They but the 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 man, the strong man, the strong appropriate man controls his anger. And the strong appropriate controls her. So, and then goes cries alone. Yes, exactly. Yes, so I would love that. Show that, and, and I'm not, I hope I'm not seeming like a chauvinist in saying that, but it's. No, it's, no, because I agree with you. Like, yes, yeah, so if the, when women and men show their upset in different ways. Yeah. When, and women do tend to cry more. And, and, and that men, doesn't necessarily make you a chauvinist. Yeah. So, so, but that's exactly. Have her be strong, follow her into her ready room. And then have her break down. Yes. And then have her just come like back. we see that happen with the male captains. We see them be strong in the in the room, and then like you know, Picard goes into his ready room and fucking breaks some shit. Like that's fine. Like I would be okay. That's what I'm talking about. Like I just want her to be 
a person. I don't want it to sure. be like so much about her being a woman that there's one aspect of her being a woman that has to be the thing, or she just has to not even be a woman. So I've mentioned, She's masculine. I've mentioned this way, way early in our podcast, and then we gotta then we gotta wrap up this episode, but we will have lots more to talk about next week on Geeks Radio on on Trek Off. So listen more <laughs> to us. Hey, um, and I'm gonna if in case I forget to say it at the end, because sometimes I do, if you're listening right now and you're on iTunes at all. Can you please give us a rating? Give us a five-star rating there on iTunes. It's easy to do. If you're on iTunes or if you're listening on your iPod, just go and give us the rating. So other people, when they start looking for Star Trek podcasts, can see us. Because I know that where I've listened to a lot of them. A lot of them are good, but there are, those, there are things up there that are rated. If you look for Star Trek podcasts listed well above us, that I, they're just not as fun. So we got to start getting the word out. And the way we do that first is an iTunes ranking. So just go on iTunes and give us the five stars. Please. Please. Okay. That being said, um, I think that uh, there was the, the show that they were going to make was going to be a Star Trek animated series, like adult animated thing. I mentioned this really early on was that it was a hundred years in the future and the Federation has been destroyed. A giant war has completely destroyed the Federation and that's already happened. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the basically through ego terrorism whatever ships are not able to do warp for like 20 years they like just uh, around like the middle of the federation like a few hundred light years off of earth there was just they blocked out the ability to do warp like there's a briar patch of some kind where hmm. warp fields were not cannot exist okay um and the federation is just through its decimated fleet put together a ship called enterprise hmm. that has the technology to go through those fields again. Mm. And it's about the rebuilding of the Federation of the Federation, re-meeting old enemies, old friends, seeing how everything has changed and old alliances are now enemies. Old enemies are now friends Old, you know, you know, I mean, at the very least it does. It, it you know, it's not a given yeah, the mission the mission is clear. The mission is clear. We're re-exploring our own space. Yeah. To to see if we can build a federation again. Hmm. And I love it cuz there's an exploratory Yeah. Um and that's the world we live in. The thing is is that Star Trek when Star Trek came out, it was about exploring. Well, right now, we as human beings, it, it was in the 60s when we could go into space and we didn't know what we were going to find. Yeah. Well, now we know what we're going to find. And at the time in the 60s, you know, you know, there were parts of the world that we that seemed very exotic to us. But nothing's exotic anymore. Everything's on the Internet. You can travel pretty much anywhere. Everything's possible. You know, I know, you know, the a very, very common people go on safaris. Common people go to third world countries and and hang out on the beach you know it, it like like it's a common thing now where it was not so much before um so the the danger and the wonder now is in exploring the things we thought we knew mm-hmm. so now the now it would be fun to go see china you know in real life for me to go see yeah no i would love that so okay. the idea is and, and it's not because i don't know china yeah, I know stuff about China. I know about their culture. In the sixties, you did. In the sixties, you didn't. Right. But now we do. But we don't understand. Yeah, it's China. No, no, having read about China and going to China are two very different. So, things so that's what this new Star Star Trek would be. It'd be representative yeah, of the world as to absolutely. us. Absolutely. We know about everywhere we're going to go, 
but we don't understand them yet. Yes. So let's go. Like shit has changed and we and it's not like, oh, well, the Vulcans are our pals anymore as a given. They may yeah. in fact still be our pals, but it's not a given. Yeah. And that's and I would have loved that show. And yeah. if you said it like if you said it like 70, 80 years ahead, there's no reason there can't, the data can't show up. There's no reason there can't be a Dax. A yeah, but then Dax. how do you there's no Dax reason. you can work out. Well, I guess if it was animated, you could work out data because age doesn't matter at that point. You can just say he gave himself an aging program. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah. e- that's easy enough. Data is an old man. Go, go. You know, it's. He's exploring. Old- yeah, you know, you can. I mean, you. There's lots of things you can do. You can do lots. Right. Wow. Yeah, lots well, of- you're a writer, so I can see you're like. Let- no, you could write your way out of that. Shit. O- Odo Odo <laughs> could show up really easily. The doctor could be there really easily. You know. You know, there's there's lots of you could have lots of callbacks to old Star Trek and yet also explore completely. It's what next gen was. You hmm. could completely you do that shit and then you have a, a really cool female captain and do that shit right. I would love that show. Or you have two ships. I would love it to be like like Battlestar was somewhat, you know, like a little like a mini fleet. But but just two ships with two different crews, two small ships, you know, that don't always get along with each other. That have to work together. <laughs> one male, one female captain. No, because see, once you go that route, then there's going to be sexual tension. Have there be sexual tension? But because then once you have the sexual tension, then everybody's going to be like, "Oh my god, are they going to hook up?" And it's going to turn into one of those shows, and I don't want that. Yeah, but you know what? You, you say that's true, but in in Battlestar, while there was romance, eventually, and spoilers for Battlestar. So if you do, I haven't watched it all yet. How far are you? Maybe season four. All right. So I'm not saying anything new. Anything new at all. Adam and the president. They care about each other. They love each other. They hate each other. They respect each other. They have totally different agendas. Sometimes their agendas coincide. They have an emotional relationship with one another. They have a a contentious relationship with one another. I just never felt like there was like a a love sex thing going on there. I I didn't feel a sex thing, certainly, but I felt deep affection. Yeah. Caring. Sure. You know, and I think that I, I think that you do it like that. Two ships, you know, the ship of science, they, they're sending out, you know, a, an ambassador ship of science and a ship of war going out, realizing they're also dangerous going out. And you and so you're saying you don't think there could be a ship that is both. I'm saying make it interesting. Mix it up. How do you make this Star Trek different than all the other Star Treks? If you make a woman. Captain, so what you have Enterprise and Enterprise do. Like, what do you have? I don't. Enterprise, you know, I, I don't. Or maybe neither one's called Enterprise. But but I'm saying that 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 if you, you have call it the Enterprise Initiative. Here's the thing: Ooh. if you have a woman <laughs> captain, all you're doing is having is another woman captain. If you're having a, an African American ca- captain, you're only having another African American captain. So instead of saying instead of drawing the thousands of of right, comparisons, but I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the differences. I feel like when they did an African American captain, they did it well. When they did a, a female captain, not so much. And, and But what I'm saying is that instead of drawing the thousands of comparisons to, oh, they did it before, now they're trying to do it again, mm. just go, no, the Star Trek's different. There are two captains. There are two ships. So, two ships, one mission. Two very different ships. A ship of mm. peace, a ship of peace and a ship of war go out to try to find peace, but they don't well, always but, but the ship of peace is ultimately in charge, Yes. There is no ultimately in charge. There would need to be. That's the struggle. 
is who is ultimately so it would be charged. okay. So basically, yes, it would be. It would be like the ultimate goal of this mission is peace and um, reestablishing relations, right? Yes. So ultimately, that ship, which I guess you could go one of two ways with it. You could either make that ship the one that's captained by the woman because it's, you know, diplomacy and that sort of thing. Or you could make the warship the woman, which would be very interesting yeah. to go the other way. Um, but either way, you make that ship the one that's ultimately in charge, generally speaking, unless Except that the other a cer- like when, unless a certain set of circumstances arises in which case now it's a battle situation and the other ship is like quote unquote in charge Do you know I don't what I'm you know I, I okay I think that you put the ships at odds with one another you say the ship of peace like in Battlestar the civilian fleet is in charge mm-hmm. but they don't have the guns right so but this- I think in this scenario I think that this peace ship would also have guns. Yeah, I think in this, but why, why make, yeah, and it could defend itself, but maybe not, maybe it was clearly weaker than the, the sure. Uh, I mean, uh, wouldn't you set make up the drama. You said, yeah, you would, it wouldn't make sense for them to be identical. Obviously, the warship would be a more powerful well, and, weapon. And, 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 and in writing a dramatic series, the, the goal is not to get rid of the conflict. <laughs> the, the goal is to go, is to go, how do you make these ships? different but equal in power how where is the power struggle when you have a good captain on both ships but the captain on the on the peace ship thinks that the war captain is far too aggressive and the 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 very good guy captain on the warship thinks the peace ship is way too naive yeah and they disagree with each other and the peace ship is supposed to be in charge but the warship could could take control at any time except they are still federation citizens so it's still that's not going to happen but the threat of that happening that's what i'm saying like that's what i think it should that's what makes i think this is i think we're writing a great show yeah like that so that that ship that is the peace ship is in charge but like certain circumstances we should make it we should make a fan film that is this oh that'd be so awesome hey listen we're out of time um yeah there's more to come uh we're gonna have uh where uh really cutting out now so we can record another trek off for you guys to have so you guys don't have to wait another 20 days like you had to this time we're sorry we're very we know we came back and we said hey we're back we're back we're back and then two episodes and then we disappeared for 20 days so let us go now so we can start <laughs> the next trek off which will be around about another seven to ten days for you uh happy thanksgiving guys yeah um, happy uh, turkey day uh if you're traveling and you're hearing the show for the first time Jump on and download some of the old ones uh, for your travels. Yeah. Uh, driving a long distance, going on a plane somewhere, download us first before you go. And tell your friends about it. If you have friends who like Star Trek, tell them, go, hey, listen, I know you got to go drive 10 hours. I know you got to go fly across the country. You're going to need something to listen to while you're in that airport. You know what you should do? Download the show onto your iPod so you have something to make you laugh while you're waiting in line. Uh, you know, you need something to brighten your day when you're doing uh, doing your, your Black Friday shopping. Guess what? We're free. We're the best Black Friday deal of all. <laughs> Download us and uh, and listen to us. But tell your friends. You got to have friends who like Star Trek. And give us a rating on iTunes. Um, please, please. Please do. Um, and hey, tell JR and John. Yeah, we, we heard them. Let them know. We heard them. <laughs> okay. Check off, everyone. Check off, bitches.
You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.